0: and welcome to our first podcast on first and ten my name is adam and i will be doing this podcast alongside my co-host
1: i'm mitch nice to meet you
0: and we're just going to be using this podcast to talk about football and just stuff about around the league in general so um let's get rolling with episode number one and here we go so to start the NFL season is very unpredictable this year. We don't know what's going to happen, if there's going to be a bubble or what they're going to have to do because of the coronavirus. But as of right now, the season's going on as normal. So with a normal season, Mitch, who do you have when in the AFC East?
1: Well, the AFC East – hold on, let me just uh, check that. So the AFC East is going to be one of the decisive battlegrounds this year.
0: Me, I'm going to agree with that because I don't think a team in there is that strong. I don't see a single team from the AFC East winning the Super Bowl this year, but I do see a team could make noise. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, let's be honest. The Bills are the front runners. Everybody has the Bills, but those are got, the front
0: runners. But I'm not a big Josh Allen
1: fan. No, I was just about to say the same. I'm not. He's got a big arm, but I mean, can he really use it?
0: I mean, that remains to be seen. I mean, when you look at his numbers, they have improved since his rookie season. But still, like he, they won last year. They won games, football games because of their defense, not because of Josh Allen. They exactly. were scoring under 20 points a game and winning. And in the NFL, I think you can't rely on a defense to be the top defense in a league for year after year after year.
1: I mean, when you're talking about a sub-60 completion percentage, That's just abysmal for an NFL quarterback. And again, I don't even think he's that bad, but
0: he's very overrated, in my opinion. I mean, I'm going to be honest. A lot of people might not agree with me, but I think the Patriots could be the front runners in the division with Cam Newton. No, I think so as well. Personally, for me, I'm a huge Cam Newton supporter. I think Cam Newton has the potential to be a top 10, even top five quarterback in the league. He showed us that in 2015. The problem for him is injuries. He's been plagued by injuries ever since losing to the Broncos in the 2015 Super Bowl. He's just been plagued. But when healthy, he hasn't been terrible. And the Patriots are trying to give him the weapons he needs to win that division.
1: Oh, and then the other, uh, I completely agree. The other thing for Cam is an O-line. I mean, in a world where, or in a new NFL league where quarterbacks are playing into their mid-40s, granted, maybe Tom Brady may be an outlier, although... Just today, Russell Wilson came out with a quote saying he wants to play for at least another 15 years. So he can definitely do it. People don't understand that Cam is
0: only 31. They completely overlook that fact. And you also have to realize the Patriots do have one of the top offensive lines. In the league. To, I'm not saying exactly. they're top five, but they're, they're easily top ten with Marcus Cannon, Joe Thune. I mean. No, I completely agree. If I mean, Cam is given the time and weapons he needs. He could be a uh, run, and I don't put it past him to make a Super Bowl run. But the difference between this year's Patriots and last year's Patriots is their defense because of opt-outs,
1: losing, and also losing Kyle Van Noy in trades. I mean, he was a huge piece of their defense.
0: Yeah, and then you're also losing Dante Hightower and Patrick T- Chung, two starters on last year's defense that put up great numbers. I mean, and then. So you got the Patriots and the Bills. They'll be duking it out for first place. I think whoever gets second, won't make the playoffs, even with the new seven seeds, because the AFC North and AFC West are just much stronger divisions than the for AFC sure East. Sure. But who who do you got taking last place? The Dolphins and the Jets.
1: It's a tough one, but I think I'm gonna have to go with the Jets this year. I mean, losing Jamal Adams is gonna really really hurt them this year i still think they won that trade and i'm not and i'm a pretty big fan of bradley mcdougall he's a pretty solid player as well but they are going to be pretty terrible as much as i think sam Darnold has the potential to be a like a future pro bowler i've not i don't think it's necessarily with the jets losing um
0: uh, C.J. Mosley as well. is just and not going to help at all. The departure of and Robbie Anderson to the Panthers this offseason doesn't help either.
1: Their wide receiver core was already bad with Robbie Anderson, and they just threw away their best guy. That's, I mean, that's my problem. Because deep, yeah, exactly. Exactly. that's last
0: Crowder had one of the easiest schedules in football. This season, they're going to have one of the hardest schedules in football, having to play the AFC West. They're going from playing the NFC East last season to having to play debatably, one of the best divisions in football. Also, besides Darnold and Bell, their offense really doesn't have much room for noise. Their O-line is mediocre at best. They did sign Connor McGovern this offseason, but he's not all that great coming from a Denver fan. Um, I think Darnold, as you said, could be a Pro Bowl in the future, but I just don't see it being with this Jets team.
1: No, I mean, absolutely. They did go out and draft Denzel Mims, but I don't think he's going to make any immediate impact. He's not a Mike Evans type player mm-hmm. who can just come in and immediately well, make a huge splash with the team. I I just think that was a, uh, I, I don't I think that was
0: a question. Well, I that. do agree with that. I think Mims could be boomer bust along with most receivers from this year's draft class. When you're drafting ten plus receivers in the first two rounds, only three of them are really going to play like Pro Bowl careers. I think, and yeah, I think I mean, that I mean, could be Mims, idea. but. It will just depend on how Darnold and him... There's
1: no reason to suggest it can't be Mims, but there's no reason to suggest it could be as well.
0: The Dolphins just made too many huge
1: acquisitions er, acquisitions this year to really be that bad that they're going to be worse than the Jets again this year.
0: Exactly. So moving on, we'll get into the AFC North, where you have the Bengals, the Steelers, the Browns, and the Ravens. Three of those four teams could... Have over five hundred records, possibly four, depending on how Burrow plays. Okay, I really don't
1: see the Bengals going above eight and eight, you, or above in six and ten. I can't see them going above six and ten. I don't Although either. Easy, it is it's easy possible this year. Yeah, I I suppose it's possible. Um, but All right, let's start with your project with your projection.
0: I think. The Ravens will win the division, no doubt. I think Lamar won't do what he did last season, but he'll do enough to get them in the playoffs. I also do see them signing a receiver like Des Bryant or Antonio Brown, giving Lamar the weapons he needs. Then I hate to say it, but I have the I, I think the Browns will get second in the division around ten and six. I think they will make the playoffs. I think Baker Mayfield is bound to have a back bounce back year after a sophomore slump last season. And then the Steelers I hate the Steelers. I think they're terrible. I don't understand the hype. I don't think their defense is as good as people are saying. Minka Fitzpatrick will not do what he did last season. Last season, his stats do look good. He got a bunch of interceptions, a bunch of touchdowns, whatever. But if you watch the plays, Minka Fitzpatrick got the majority of his picks off of tips. So you can give him all the credit you want. Another defender had to make the play in order for him to do what he did. I just don't see him continuing. Their pass rush with Bud Dupree, I just... I don't see them – I see them being 8-8 eight eight at best. And then the Bengals, as you said, 6-10, and
1: 7-9. See, that's an interesting take. What? I'm a Browns fan, as you know, but I still don't see the Steelers finishing below the Browns. And I can say that with somewhat certainty because I, although I absolutely despise the Steelers, I have an immense amount of respect for their coach, Mike Tomlin. Oh, I, Mike, I, mean, I agree with you. Ray Mike Tomlin's probably game,
0: a top but... five coach in the NFL, but that doesn't the fact m- that mean they... the Steelers are going to be a playoff team this season.
1: I don't think they'll go twelve and four, like I'm seeing some people project. That's absolutely ridiculous. But the fact that they could go eight and eight with Duck Hodges and Mason Rudolph at the helm, that's pretty remarkable. And I agree, the, the Steelers' defense will probably take a slight step back because it'd be really unlikely for them to lead the league in sacks again. And I also like what you said about it Fitzpatrick, Fitzpatrick. That's completely true. But, I mean, uh, having Big Ben
0: back will be huge for this team. I mean, he's a future Hall of Fame. I mean, no, trust me. But- I love Big Ben. I think he's a great quarterback. I just – I don't see them make I, – I think they have the players and the assets to make the playoffs. I just don't see it happening. It's like the Cleveland Browns last season. They had the talent to make the playoffs. They were arguably a top-five talent in the league last season. But they just didn't perform, which is what I see with the Steelers this season. I don't think their defense will live up to the hype. And I don't think Big Ben will be as good as people are saying he could be. I just don't. I
1: don't think so either. I mean, he's, 30, he's going into his age 38 season. I completely agree with that. But the difference between the 2019 Browns and the 2020 Steelers is, I don't want to harp on it, but the coach. When you look at who the Browns had for a coach last year, they had a man who would call draw plays, halfback draw plays on fourth and nine. No, I understand, he, but
0: this is also Mike Tomlin, the same coach that all he had to do was beat the Jets last year and the Steelers would be a playoff team. And he couldn't.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's a fair point. But all right. So I guess I, would, I can see the Steelers going 10 and six. I can see the Browns going 10 and six as well. Browns are due for a bounce back. Baker Mayfield will improve under Kevin Stefanski's new play-action and run-heavy scheme. I mean, providing Miles Garrett doesn't club anybody else with a <laughs> helmet or injured, he'll be there for 16 games. They'll have their starting cornerback duo, Greedy Williams and Denzel Ward, healthy for 16 games. Again, knock on wood. But the big thing is safety. They And linebackers. What, Delpit went down. Would be the most, Delpit's out for the year, and he was a, going to be a very, very important piece for our Shh. defense. The fact that he is a torn Achilles this year and will most likely miss the entire year due to surgery, that's tough. So now the question is, do they sign Earl Thomas? I don't think you want Earl Thomas in
0: your locker room.
1: I'm not so sure. We need a safety, considering also our starting linebacker we traded, and then our second string linebacker went down as well. And then Schobert left, right? No, Schobert we traded to the Jaguars, and then – Mac Wilson, who was our rookie uh, stud who we were going to bring up after Schobert's departure, he went down as well. So I think we need another defensive player. Our D line is good. Miles
0: Garrett is a freak of nature. But if for this that team, also brings up really... the question Javier is a free agent right now.
1: But we've already made multiple offers to him that he's denied. Who knows? He might end up realizing that it's either the Browns or nothing. And that would be really, really great. But you can have the best D-line in the world, but if they can throw over you and just uh, run... The I mean, pass the, Browns,
0: over... the Browns do have the most cap in the league right now, so... Exactly,
1: and that's why we have enough to sign Earl Thomas and Jadeveon. There's also the option of
0: Logan Ryan times. is willing... He's still a free agent. He's willing to shift to safety if needed, so...
1: Yeah. If, All right, let's move on. We spent five minutes talking about the Browns,
0: but... um. Yeah, the, the AFC North is going to be ultra-competitive next year. Um, where do you want to go next? AFC West or you know AFC what? South? Do you want to talk about my Broncos or my boy Derek? I'd like Hunter? to talk about your Broncos. Okay. Definitely I'll let you Broncos. speak first. I'll let you speak first. Okay, so
1: I see the Chiefs repeating. I think the Chiefs have a better chance of, ne- of repeating their success from last year than uh, when compared to the Baltimore Ravens because the Baltimore Ravens have, a, have a, you know they've got an ace up their sleeve, and that's Lamar Jackson. I feel it would be much easier to figure out how to stop Lamar Jackson. Well, Mahomes is also more proven.
0: He's been doing it for three years now versus Jackson was one
1: season. Lamar Jackson does not get enough criticism for his passing. And again, I don't want to bring, come back to the uh, AFC North, but if you look at his clips and I'm not harping on him, he's the MVP. He earned it, but all it takes is for him to not be able to use his legs. And then the Baltimore Ravens are back down. Probably under the Browns with the Steelers for taking the north, whereas Patrick
0: Mahomes can do it all. Yeah, I agree manage. with that, and so I think why I think it's I pretty straightforward. Everybody thinks, everybody knows the Chiefs will most likely win the division. But the question is, yeah. this division could have three teams in the playoffs this year, and people wouldn't be surprised because the Broncos, Raiders, and Chargers are all teams that have potential to go ten and six. I think any of those three teams could go ten and six. Also, any of those so, three could teams could go, go six and ten though. <clears throat>
1: Yeah. I can see, so I obviously we have the, the Chiefs at number one, barring some horrible injury. I have the Broncos at number two. I have the Broncos going nine and seven. I have Drew Locke taking it, a nice step in his sophomore season. Um, I mean, you have a proven uh, coaching staff that know what they're doing. They're middle of the pack, the upper...
0: Yeah, Vic Fangio is their, one of the uh, best defensive coaches in the, the NFL. Team. And with yeah. Pat Shermer, I've didn't love him in New York, but what he did do was he did make Saquon kind of, I mean, I'm not giving him all the credit. It.
1: No. Yeah, he, exactly. But,
0: um, but after
1: a successful draft, getting Jerry Judy, getting KJ Hamler, who is Andrew also a, room, a pick
0: Miyake, that's very much slept on. And people don't realize is Lloyd Cushenberry third round pick for the Broncos was the number two center in the draft. I mean, that's that. In my opinion, I, I didn't think he dropped to us. And I think, we got him. We got Graham Glasgow in an off season, number one rated offensive guard on PFF. And then you also got players coming back like Risner from last season. I mean, if we give Locke some time in the pocket, we got him the weapons and Judy and Hamler. So,
1: not to mention the addition of AJ Bouye to shrink yeah already pretty AJ Bouye. Bo- Bo- yeah. Boye. uh to already strengthen a pretty strong secondary. I mean and then also Jarrell yes, Casey. Yes, Chris Harris Jr. Yeah, Drill Casey. Losing Chris Harris Jr will be difficult, I don't but I mean so. I feel like he was
0: great. terrible.
1: Well, he was terrible in the scheme that you put him in. But anyway, that's all. I think the Broncos go 9 and 7 and snag the 7th seed this year. Mm-hmm. And that leaves me with the Los Angeles Chargers, so I believe will go 8 and 8.
0: And then where do you see the Raiders?
1: 6 and 10. That, I that's what I thought. I think they have Darren Waller, and they've got Josh Jacobs, who are two players that are absolute studs. But I mean, a lackluster
0: defense. Derek Carr sucks. He's the worst. Derek
1: Carr. I don't think Derek Carr sucks, but Derek Carr. Is I not wouldn't good be surprised, en- surprised Carr,
0: if Marcus Mariota took the field this season for the Raiders.
1: I think so too. But I think if you put Derek Carr on a different team, he'd see more. Um, he'd see more improvement. But he's not good enough to lead them to any any substantial uh, high. Like he's not. He's not talented enough to lead them. To a uh, deep playoff run, but he's not bad enough where they can snag a uh, top five pick and get a better quarterback. So they've been stuck in this weird limbo over the past. They few also years.
0: had paid and- him a lot of money after he led them to the playoffs for one year, and now they bet they regret it. It's like it's like Jared Goff is being paid so much money right now to be mediocre. It's like the same thing with Derek Carr. No, exactly.
1: And so I I don't buy the Raiders hype. Yes, Josh Jacobs is a stud, like I said, but I mean. The just the competition of the division is way too hard.
0: Yeah. I think he's yeah. also playing in one of the harder divisions in football, debatably the best division in the AFC. So The AFC South is gonna be interesting this year, though. I think who do you I have think they're a with? lot like the AFC East where there are one to three teams in that division that or one or two I'd say that could win the division being the Texans and the Titans. But also people are sleeping on the Colts, I'm telling you. I know people no, are hating I, on I Phillip disagree. Rivers. I think Phillip Rivers is he still has it in him. I, I think he does I disagree completely. I think the Colts are
1: vastly overrated this year. Everybody's picking them to go eleven and five that I've seen. I think that they'll I think that they could take the division though. I would probably pick the Colts at my number one.
0: State, I mean, who knows what one. the Texans are doing with oh. their offense. Like, man, Bill O'Brien is corrupt. <laughs> good coach shouldn't be GMing. No,
1: exactly. I mean, you, you can never count out Deshaun Watson. But... I
0: also think the Titans, they're, they're, the fact that they had to solely rely on Derrick Henry to do what he did to win football games, it's not happening again. It's not. Derrick Henry is oh, a very... T-
1: I think they go seven and nine, and then they're going to regret handing Ryan Tannehill one hundred eighteen million dollars.
0: Yeah, and Derrick Henry, I love him. He's probably my favorite running back in the league, but I don't see him doing anywhere near what he did the second half of last season.
1: I don't. Yeah, uh, because they'll know, they'll know to stop. They'll know how to stop him. If the Chiefs' defense, who arguably or who granted did have a uh, a drastic turnaround during those you know during the playoffs, but were not known for being a very great defense during the regular season. If the Chiefs' defense could figure him out, then... I mean, the regular season, the, the Chiefs Bronco gave up 35 Steelers points to the, the Titans. Titans. Exactly. And they lost. Yeah, they, exactly. They lost. So, but the, the fact that the, Steelers, that the uh, Chiefs' defense could figure him out...
0: They, means they, that they he held him to under defense 70 defense yards, like, which no exactly. team was, like was able to do. the Ravens' defense couldn't. The, not, the Patriots, the, Patriots, the, the best Ravens defense in the NFL last year, couldn't even hold him to under 100 He tore up the Patriots' defense. He tore up the Ravens' defense. And the Chiefs showed that if you stop him, Ryan Tannehill isn't going to do much to change the outcome of the game. Now, against the Chiefs, Tannehill threw for 200 yards and two touchdowns. But against a team like the Chiefs, you're not going to be able to get away with that.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think that the Titans were a one-hit wonder. I I don't see them being terrible next year because they do have Derrick Henry and then they get to play the Jaguars twice a year who just... Really, besides Josh Allen and Yannick, really don't have any sense of defense. And who even knows I mean, if
0: they're going to be playing or on the team by the start of the season. Exactly.
1: There's, the fact that there are so many questions surrounding the Jaguars starting lineup lead me to believe they're not going to do better than 4-12. and
0: I think the Jaguars will be the worst 4-12. team in the league.
1: It's, I believe it's going to be the Redskins. I'm not sure yet. It'll come down to their um, their quarterback play. But um,
0: I, 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 I love Minshew but I don't think he's a good NFL quarterback. I don't.
1: Oh, no, I, I don't. I'm not talking about Minshew. I don't – I honestly – I don't think Minshew's that bad. I He's stuck in, like you said, one of the worst teams in football, but he himself isn't that great, but he's not good enough to turn it around. When I said quarterback play, I was referencing the Redskins, whether it will be Alex Smith or whether it will be Dwayne Haskins. That, that – their quarterback play will be the deciding factor between who's worse, the Redskins or the Jaguars.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well – I don't think, I, I don't know. I, I just think the Redskins will be able to push out five, maybe six, even six wins this year. I don't see the Jaguars pushing out more than four. If someone told me right yeah. now the Jaguars would go 0 16, it's not beyond me. That's-
1: no, and that's fair. But think back to the start of 2019. Who did you think was going to be the worst team in the league? You thought the Dolphins, probably. That's who I thought. And they managed to salvage a 5 11 record.
0: So yeah, the
1: Jaguars but the- are being.
0: The yeah. difference between the Dolphins and the Jaguars is the Dolphins. Anybody in the locker room that didn't want to be there or was somewhat of an issue, they they got rid of all of them. At the start of the season. Right. Also, he,
1: Coach Brian Flores is great as well. He,
0: the, the difference between the Dolphins and the Jaguars is the locker room. In the locker room, you you have a guy like Ryan Fitzpatrick versus a guy like like um, Yannick Ngakwe, Lance. for example. Yeah. Or Leonard Fournette, people who don't want to be playing for their teams, and I'm not downplaying Minshew, but Minshew's not going to get the respect of the team as a 23 year old rookie out of college. It's just not how it works. Versus the 35 year old vet on the Dolphins, like who just you can't help but love. I mean, he's such a, exactly. such a happy guy. It's yeah. like it's like it, it's it's like the Oklahoma City Thunder in this year's NBA playoffs. They're not supposed to be good. So if they win games, people aren't going to root against them.
1: Yeah. All right, so we've discussed the Jaguars. We've discussed the Titans. All
0: right, let's get to the NSC now. Well, we've talked about the
1: Texans first. Oh, you, you like, want to talk I about mean, the Texans? I have no idea how to accurately judge them. They have a wide receiver core of Randall Cobb, Brandon Cooks, Will Fuller. I mean... Who knows if any of them can snap off uh, stuff?
0: Wide receiver one, Deshaun but Watson's superhuman him. though. You see exactly. some of the plays he makes.
1: Oh my lord! That that one play that always comes to mind was in the wild card round against the game. Bills. So he got sacked on. Or he should have been sacked so easily. The two Ed rushers came in and hit him on either side, and he still managed to turn that into a first down.
0: That is unbelievable. Not just the first down, there. a thirty-four yard gain, and what set up the game-winning play. Sure.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're saying the same thing.
0: Yeah, but
1: I don't know because that defense was already abysmal. No, that defense they they, they
0: they are very played by injury and yeah, because Will Fuller
1: has the talent to be a good wide receiver.
0: Uh, just... I took Will Fuller fancy last year it. over Cortland Sutton. Um, so um, I hate Will Fuller. He can. I, I hate did you have
1: him when he had that fifty three point seven
0: on my bench.
1: Oh, that's a, that sucks.
0: It's well, the guy's scoring under five points a week, and then he decides yeah. to score fifty. I start him the next week; he scores two. Yeah, gets hurt right, in the first half
1: or whatever. <laughs> My friend traded um, Travis Kelsey for him after he saw that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> your means... friend's not very smart.
1: And well, he was the he's the type of person who would have drafted Darius Geis this year, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. All right. So
1: these have been our record predictions for the AFC. Now we're going to shift
0: uh, to the NFC. Now we're going to get into the NFC. Yep. You also got, I want to say four unpredictable, but there's a pretty big gap between two of the teams and two of the other teams. You have the Eagles and the Cowboys, who have been the top dogs of the division for the past three years or so. Then you got the Giants and the Redskins, who are the Washington football team, who have both been a joke in the division. So
1: Okay, so honestly, I wrestle with this decision back and forth so much because both teams made such tremendous strides to get better this year. Like notably the Cowboys offense got better. And then this this was a really like I feel like it was very under the radar signing, but I loved the Philly Darius Slay signing because he Got Darius just did not get a lot of recognition, in my opinion, from where his talents were or like, compared to his talents because he's on the Lions. Like, everybody knows about him, but I don't think that many people knew that he actually led the league in passes defended since he joined. Like, I think that he'll have a much better chance to, sh- to shine in Philly, so I really did like that pick. On the other hand, the Eagles should, it shouldn't be a close question. I mean, Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Dak Prescott, but the Cowboys just have more talent on the roster and yet they still could beat the Eagles last year. Price
0: Cowboys up. also have a lot of coaching questions. I mean, I love the Mike McCarthy yeah, signing instead of Jason Garrett. I actually, I'm really high on Mike McCarthy. I think I give him a lot of credit for how Aaron Rodgers turned out and stuff. Completely but clear. you don't know how Mike McCarthy will look. And two very different teams than the 12, 2012 Packers or whatever. There's the 2020 Cowboys. I mean, you've got players on the Cowboys like the Marcus Lawrence. Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott, all Maybe getting contracts. Right? Yeah. But then you have Dak Prescott, who's getting franchise tagged.
1: Yeah, I think like, that that whole contract situation with Dak is just a bunch of crap. All it's doing is distracting and just adding bad publicity to the already tarnished you know, name of the Cowboys. Like The Cowboys are, it's no secret, most people in the NFL just hate the Cowboys and by having their quarterback what Dak should do I mean and we're getting off topic compared like when we're talking to the record but what Dak should do is just what Baker and Mayfield needed to do last year is just shut up and play football and it's not necessarily that he's talking to the reporters too much but by causing all this noise around his contract situation all it's doing is just shedding more and more light on how like dysfunctional the Cowboys are, at least with their roster. Like, oh, I I don't understand that, but dangerous.
0: it's it's two very situ- different situations. Baker Mayfield was just very cocky. Dak Prescott just wants to get paid.
1: Yeah, I, guess, it, I, mean, I that's fair. But, but, it, but I think the this, this solution is the same for both of them. Shut up and play football.
0: Well, the, both of them cause a lot of media attention, which depending on how you feel about that isn't the greatest. I mean, you don't just want your team only getting publicized in the media for bad things. But yeah, exactly. All right, then so- again, with, with Dallas's roster, there are three receivers on that team that could be number one receivers on other teams. Absolutely. I think Michael Gallup is overlooked. He can be, he can receive for a thousand yards easily. C.D. Lamb, I, I'd, I'd actually say that was the steal of the draft right there. At pick 18, getting what most people had as the number one receiver in the draft, that's a steal. I mean,
1: no, I, I agree completely.
0: It doesn't matter if they needed a receiver <laughs> there or not. At pick 18 in the NFL draft, when you're getting a player that's projected in the top 10, yeah, you have there's to no way you pass him. him up.
1: Yeah. So then the question really is will Mike McCarthy be able to, ta- to take this 8 and 8 team and turn it into something more? And I hate to say it, but I think he will. I think this team takes the first seed in the playoffs. Or then, sorry, in the NFC East, but not by much. I don't think that Philly
0: takes a huge um See, backseat. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you on that one because I think the Eagles are just a better ran football team. Oh, absolutely. I don't know what it is. The coach,
1: Doug Peterson, the GM. All, I agree that it's better
0: ran, but also somewhere deep down inside of me, I am from Philadelphia, so there is some Eagles bias there. But I mean, you know what? Let's I'm, admit it; it's fair. <laughs> there, there, there is not a chance in hell I'm going to say the Cowboys will win that division. All right. You could give them Lamar Jackson, Julio Jones. I still won't say they're going to win the division. I, I just, I can't. Okay. Well, I respect the disagreement. So I think, but I think in, in that division, only one team's going to be in the playoffs. I don't, I don't see the Cowboys and the Eagles making it because, I could see very similar to last year, one team going nine and seven, another team going eight and eight. I mean,
1: hmm. yeah, I mean, that's an interesting take, but the NFC to be pretty loaded this year, although I will admit that the um, the stock in the NFC North has gone down. So that's why I think it's definitely possible that the Cowboys take the division at like 11 and 5, 10 and 6 record, and the Eagles sneak in
0: with a nine and well, 7, 10 and 6. It's, it's a lot different this year. Seven teams are going to make the playoffs. Absolutely. So, yeah, it makes everyone I think, reevaluate. I wasn't thinking about that when I was talking two minutes ago, but now when I think about it, the Eagles or Cowboys, could slide in as that seventh seed mm-hmm. because in a division like the NFC North, I only see one team making it. But the NFC South and the NFC West are the two best divisions in football.
1: Yeah, I agree with that completely. So now we've established that. Do so we, let's go. Do you think the Giants will be more competitive this year? If so, what do you think their record will be?
0: I'm just not sold on Daniel Jones. People are saying he put on all this muscle, blah, 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 this, that. Daniel Jones is not made for the NFL. Hmm. I completely disagree with that. Two to three years down the road, the Giants will be looking for a new quarterback.
1: That's an interesting take. I don't know how to respond to that because I don't follow the Giants closely. But I saw flashes... Of a young Eli Manning in this kid last year. The problem is, I also saw I saw flashes of the worst parts of Eli Manning along with that being the fact that Jamal Adams, who granted isn't in the division anymore, was able to come up and just take the ball from him like taking candy from a baby. So that seems that's not a good sign for Giants fans. But the kid can throw when he has time, and and the Giants address the tackle issue with the in the draft. I mean, the kid can throw a
0: ball and. I mean, I understand the Giants. The Giants drafted an offensive lineman or whatever. I'm not gonna get into or if it, it was the right it. one or the wrong one, but <laughs> I don't. The O-line still isn't that great. It's,
1: no, but the question is, will they? Will they be more competitive? And I think with a healthy Saquon Barkley, I definitely think they will be.
0: I think they won't be the joke of the franchise. The joke of a franchise that we watched last season. But I don't think they're gonna be anywhere near seven and nine. I could see a. Five 11.: So you think they're going to repeat exactly what they did last year? Five, and 11, six teams. and 12. I mean, Daniel Jones only won three football games last year, and their defense only got worse this offseason.
1: Well, they added James Bradbury, who was a pretty underrated cornerback.: I think this team they also just-
0: lost Marcus Golden, who was their best defender last season.
1: Yeah, and that's fair. I think this team goes seven and six and 10, seven and nine and plays competitive football, but ultimately, Daniel Jones. is and the uh Giants can't nab a playoff spot. Uh,
0: I I can I can agree with that.
1: It, and if <laughs> if they do, and I'm not saying they will, but if they do grab a playoff spot, it will be due to one man and it'll be Saquon Barkley. He has the potential. He's the most talented running back in the league right now. I'll give CMC, I would agree I would I would say could be considered over Saquon, but I mean the man is such an athlete. He's such a gifted competitor and having him, again, barring another uh, helpful injury, knock on wood, I think that they, he could make this team a lot more competitive. And so that leaves us with the Washington football team. Yeah, what are your projections just, for the Washington football team?
0: We, we, we said it earlier. Them or the Jaguars are going to be the worst team in the NFL. I don't think it's a question for anybody. I don't.
1: I mean This defense isn't bad, though. They, they've, had a, they've already had a pretty solid D line, and adding Chase Young, the generational talent, will make it pretty interesting. The problem is I don't disagree offense. with that. Who? I mean, the quarterback, like, Dwayne Haskins is not built for
0: the NFL. You think Daniel. What Dwayne do you is mean? For the NFL? Dwayne Haskins in Ohio State alone?
1: Yeah, but Ohio State is not the NFL. I think Dwayne uh, Haskins. Ohio
0: State doesn't produce good QBs in the NFL. I'm just going to say it right now. Exactly. We, we, we don't. So you agree with
1: that? Dwayne Haskins is not built for the NFL?
0: I don't. I think we produce skill position players such as safeties, corners, receivers, halfbacks, and defensive ends, as we've seen recently with Joey Bosa, Nick Bosa, and Chase Young. Yeah. But I don't think Dwayne Haskins is made for the NFL. I think that it's,
1: Alex Smith, who hasn't played a snap since 2018, could actually be. An,
0: but it, then again, will be the, the Redskins best. are kind of like the – the Washington football team is kind of like the Dolphins last season. They're, nobody expects them to do anything, but people would love – and when I say love, people – this is the one thing every NFL fan can agree on. If Alex Smith wins another football game in his career – It'll be the greatest, one of the greatest days in sports history.
1: Especially if it's against the Cowboys, their division
0: rivals. against anybody. doesn't matter. It will be one of the greatest days in NFL history. To see someone come back from a life-threatening injury like that, to step on the field and win a football game, that takes a lot. Oh. Because he knows going out there that he is one hit away from, from maybe defense not defense. even being able to walk ever again.
1: Exactly. I mean, I have such great respect for him, but alas, I still see the or the Washington football team not do not going. Um, I don't well just because Alex Smith three. wins
0: a football game doesn't mean they're going nine no, and seven eight and eight. Absolutely, I think that they're.
1: I don't think they'll win more than three or four games this year, and I think that the tank bowl for Trevor Lawrence will be pretty competitive between the Washington and and
0: Jacksonville.
1: So, I mean,
0: it's gonna be. Yeah, I agree no I agree
1: for a crappy NFC East.
0: Now moving on to the NFC South, you got the Falcons, Panthers, Saints, and Buccaneers. Holy all four crap. of those teams can make noise. I'm not sold on the – actually, what am I saying? I love Teddy Bridgewater. I think you – Teddy Bridgewater played for the Vikings a few years ago, led them to the playoffs, mm-hmm. had all yeah. the high hopes. Everybody thought he's, like, going to lead the Vikings to another playoffs. They're going to be a threat this season. He went down towards ACL in training camp. Yep. He didn't really get a shot in the NFL till last year on the Saints. where if I if, if I'm correct, five and one, six and one, seven and one, one of those. He went five and zero. He won. He played five games. Okay. So I don't see the Panthers being a twelve and four team, but they can sure easily go eight and eight. I I don't I don't it's not again above me. Same same with the Falcons. The Falcons went from winning the Super Bowl to being one of the worst teams in the NFL. You mean or, not winning. 28 points but losing the Super Bowl, but yeah. losing. They went from being a Super Bowl team to not being a great team in the NFL. And people are, like Matt Ryan, he still got it in there. He does. And uh,
1: when you have Julio and then Calvin Ridley, who's a proven pass catcher, he was great last year in his rookie year. I mean, the future is bright for their offense. Switching or getting rid of a, over, um, overpaid and unhealthy Devonte Freeman for Todd Gurley, who was without a doubt the best running back in the league just two, three, four years ago. I mean, that was a pretty underrated off- or um, uh, what's it called off-season move. The Falcons are going to be pretty competitive this year. The problem for
0: them back. is they have to play the Saints and the Buccaneers twice a year. Exactly, with two two all- Super Bowl contenders.
1: Yeah. It's gonna be insane having to play Drew Brees and Tom Brady. I mean, oh my gosh, it's gonna be insane because that defense only got
0: worse. So, so, so on the on the Saints and Buccaneers, who do you see winning the division? Oh, Saints, easy. Do you, you do you think well, the Buccaneers are being overrated?
1: I think they're being overrated, but I mean. I I feel like everybody's so careful that they don't or to not have a repeat of the twenty nineteen Browns where they pick the Browns to go eleven and five and win the Super Bowl that people are being very cautious with the Buccaneers. But I I'm I'm somewhere in the middle. I don't think the Buccaneers are going to go eight and eight or but I don't think them. I don't see them doing anything better than eleven and five either and losing the division to Drew Brees. I mean the Saints are the most put together football team in history. That's pretty common. Or no sorry, not football history in the league currently. That's common knowledge. I mean, there. I mm-hmm. just can't see this dysfunctional team, and I don't see dysfunctional a bad way. I mean, I think that the best term to get to describe the have Bay Buccaneers is controlled chaos this year. I mean, it's insane bringing the ghost of Rob Gronkowski back, but with that offensive juggernaut, they're gonna win games. And I think by the end of the season, if Tom Brady gets a hits a rhythm with Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, Cameron Bray, OJ Howard, Rob Gronk- Gronkowski. And Collins, I mean, that's a pretty stacked offense. Everybody can agree to that. I think that they can make a deep playoff run if they win a lot of their last few games.
0: Mm-hmm. That's, I, one hundred percent agree with that. I, I don't, I don't disagree. I think they have one of the best offenses in the league, but the Saints are just too built.
1: Exactly. I mean, Sean Payton is also an outstanding coach. I would trust him over Bruce Arians.
0: Exactly. I, I like Bruce Arians, but he's no Sean Payton. Sean Payton's like kind of like Mike Tomlin. He's just been in the league a while. There's a reason for that.
1: Exactly. And then um the the question really will be: Will the Saints be able to get over their playoff curse? I really i i i hate to bet against the Saints, but I mean, history has repeated itself time and time again. And I feel so bad for Saints fans getting sent home early every year when. You could have been like if you could inject the Saints in probably almost all of the last five or six Super Bowls where they pro and they probably would have won the game if they had been injected for one of the teams. I mean, it's insane.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've gotten unlucky a few years with refs. Um,
1: I mean, obviously, the Minneapolis Miracle stands out. I I don't really buy. Last year the push off against the Vikings. I really don't See, think that.
0: I actually I disagree with you because if you watch the Super Bowl, there was a play where George Kittle did the same exact thing that Kyle Rudolph did okay. and it got called. Hmm. All right. Well, so my point is, it's just you kinda be consistent. Like and what bothered me the most about that Kyle Rudolph play is they implemented the pass interference review rule for situations like that. Like it could not hurt the refs to go in the booth after that play and look it over or something. I'm not saying oh, no, they call that. anything I mean, with the way I they were calling stuff. But
1: whenever you're in that deep in the playoffs, I wish the NFL would would review. You know, obviously, it would take a lot more time. But key game changing plays like that. I mean, it was a scoring play as well. They should absolutely review that. But I don't think that's says. You know, the push off was not as glaringly obvious of an egregious act of referee bias than, you know, when compared to the Minneapolis Miracle.
0: The, the I two are
1: comparable, in my opinion.
0: I agree. Okay. Then you get into the NFC North, which what you were saying is one of your weaker divisions in football.
1: Which is surprising because last year, I mean, this is, a, this is really controversial, and I'm not sure how much I believe this, but the Lions could have potentially made a playoff run last year or at least been in contention if Matt Stafford had not gotten down with injury. The man was on pace to throw for 5,000 yards and have a Patrick Mahomes 2018-like season, throwing 50 touchdowns. Matt Stafford is so underrated in this league. And yes, the Lions have a pretty hole-filled defense, especially now uh, with losing Darius Slay. But their offense isn't bad. Kenny Galladay is also extremely swept on. A vast majority of people haven't even heard of Marvin Jones Jr., who's a key wide receiver too. And Carry On Johnson when healthy working with Matt Stafford, that's a recipe for success. And yes, they were abysmal last year with their three and twelve and one record, but if Stafford can stay healthy, this team could do better than, say, the Vikings from last year. I'm not saying they will, but I'm saying they could.
0: It's just I one hundred percent agree. Matthew Stafford was playing like a top 10 quarterback i think he is a top 10 quarterback in the nfl if someone would like to name 10 quarterbacks better than him go ahead i don't think you'll be able to exactly but he's been healthy most of his career and last year it was looking like he could be a could playoff be team, yeah a, a playoff team or something which is upsetting but so, it, it is what what it is i mean you 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 have the vikings and packers who are both unpredictable i mean I think the Vikings are a bit more promising than the Packers this season. Then you've just got the Bears. The Bears what made the playoffs. Yeah. That's crazy. The Bears made the playoffs two years ago.
1: And they, they not even just made the playoffs. Made the playoffs with a 12-4 and record. I mean,
0: they were very if, good last if, year. Or if, years ago. if they had Justin Tucker, they could have been in the Super Bowl for all we know.
1: Yeah, exactly. Which is incredible to say when you think about it. Because the Bears were They're the last definition year. of mediocre last year. and. But I think the Bears aren't the real question mark this year. I think for me, it's the Packers. I will never bet against Aaron Rodgers. I still think he's a top six or seven quarterback in the NFL right now. He's a guaranteed Hall of Famer. He's one of my all-time favorite players. I have such immense respect for Aaron Rodgers. But issues with the coaching staff, and just this fact goes completely unnoticed among fans of the NFL. They won nine one-score games. If you know, they just as well could have gone thir- 3 and 13, sorry, 4 and 12 compared to their 13 and 3 record. Now, I don't think they would ever go 4 and 12, especially with that season with Aaron Rodgers, but they were the definition of lucky last year.
0: A lot of people aren't high on the Packers this season, and I'm going to join all those people. I don't think Rodgers and LaFleur get along very well. I don't Rogers think so isn't getting what he wants out of that offense. I don't think Rodgers has what it's in him, especially with the drafting of Jordan Love and A.J. Dillon. That's just disrespectful. You don't do that. Rogers I mean, needs more.
1: Also, just not even bring up um, Aaron Rodgers, but Aaron Jones will not be able to score 16 touchdowns so again next year. Just like the Steelers defense, exactly. like said earlier. That is a, you know, that's a pretty, that's a peak. It's, they're not going to, he's not going to be able to recreate that. And so that's going to put even more pressure on Devontae Adams because at least last year they had a pretty good running game and they were taking the Aaron Jones was scoring touchdowns with an inevitable decline for Aaron Jones. Devontae Adams is going to have even more pressure on him. And they still didn't address that signing. Or, and they got rid of Jimmy Graham, who granted was not the answer at tight end, but at least he was a no, you know, like a household name. I mean, who are they? What are they going to throw to next year? Who, how, I, how is that going to work? I don't know.
0: And the Vikings, I think Rodgers won't be on that team in a year or two. I don't think oh, he'll again, be on that I,
1: I think the Rodgers could go to the division rival Bears in a few years.
0: I, I was that, about to say the exact same thing. I could, if Mitch Trubisky doesn't do much this year, doesn't make noise in the league, Rodgers could be on that roster in a year. That's, and that's not above me.
1: No, absolutely not. But the thing, I, and Grant, Mitch Trubisky's bad. Everyone can say that, but I almost feel bad for the guy because he's dug himself in such a hole where if he plays anything less than Patrick Mahomes this year, he's getting benched for Nick Bowles because the Bears want the Bear fans and the administration want his head, or sorry, Bears fans want his head and the administration wants to pin it on somebody. So unless he goes out firing on every cylinder he has, then he's going to get swapped. And it's not even like it's going to make a difference because Nick Bowles is not. Much of an improvement, although I will, albeit he is a slight improvement. The Bears want to get back into win now mode because they just saw, like you said, two years ago they were 12 and four in the playoffs, and then crappy quarterback quarterback play dropped them down to 12 or dropped them down to eight and eight. So he's in a tough, tough spot. And who is going to sign him with that reputation following him? Nobody.
0: Mm hmm. I, I, I hear you. I, I agree. I think Miss, Miss 2018 Miss Trubisky wasn't terrible. He, he had he a really 95 had passer rating. I mean, I just, I don't know what happened last year. I don't. They felt, I really uh, don't.
1: I mean, it, they get carried by their defense, and their defense is— It, it was terrible to watch. It was just hard to really? watch.
0: You're right. Yeah, it absolutely was. But do you see the Vikings— going but you also have to remember like last season the bears were three and one at one point
1: yeah no i know they were um they just lost a lot of games and they they lost four straight games
0: two of them within one three of them within one score yeah i i don't see it's i i think the bears could make noise this season in that division a lot of people are hating on them i mean they didn't get much better, but they didn't change much from 2018 either.
1: They haven't. They didn't have to. But the Vikings are probably, as much as I hate to say, it, the Vikings are probably the front runners for the division this year. I
0: love Kirk Cousins. I think he's a great quarterback. He struggles so, sometimes no. under pressure, but
1: I no he's in- he's, a, he's a playoff or not. A, he's a um, prime time disaster. But I, I I like Kirk Cousins as well. But. The reason Kirk Cousins was, so, was successful, and honestly, some people would consider him a top 10, top 12 quarterback last year, was because of Kevin Stefanski. And losing him to the Cleveland Browns is probably going to be a bigger deal than most people are willing to admit. Dalvin Cook emerged as a diamond in the rough last year because of the scheme that Kevin Stefanski put in the place. And now Dalvin Cook, will he, will he even play? There's talks about a contract holdout. And
0: so far... He's going to play.
1: Well, but there's no proof of that yet.
0: He's, he's gone. He, he, he's at training camp now. He's but that going to play. That
1: doesn't mean anything. I've done some research on this. Uh, he wouldn't have been able to hold out unless he went to training
0: camp. He's still. he's still. Oh no, he wouldn't have been able to hold out with Peg unless he went this, to training. Camp.
1: In this chain of events, he everything he's done will, can still lead to a legal holdout.
0: So yes, but this is no Melvin Gordon, or Le'Veon Bell situation. I mean, I he's actually training
1: snakes. I mean, they need him, but the thing is because there's going to be a massive um, stream of running backs that hit the free agency market in 2021, and he does not want to be with them. So if I were him, honestly, I wouldn't – I go back and forth with this because he wants to get paid, but he can't act – he needs to let the organization know that he needs to be – he needs to get paid without doing it in such a way that they just really straight up release him so where he joins the stream of other running backs. And, I mean, he's in a tough spot because that offense completely defend, depends on him. Hope, if, uh, if Adam Thielen goes down with injury again, which, again, I don't think he will, but there's not a whole lot left there. Losing Stephon Diggs and having a rookie, Justin Jefferson, and Kyle Rudolph, beyond that, he is the engine for that team, and he needs to get paid.
0: I agree. I, I, I'm, I'm not going to deny it.
1: It's just, he's in a bad spot. I feel bad for him.
0: But, uh, all right. We need to talk about the best division in the NFL, the NFC West. Which is going to be
1: insane next year. All right, let's start. Who do you have taking the top seat,
0: top spot? That's a hard question because I really am tempted to say the Rams right now. I'm like, really? A lot of people hate on the Rams. You have to remember, the Rams went to a Super Bowl two years ago.
1: And put up three points.
0: Still into a Super Bowl. Absolutely. No, I, I, I'm interested. I'd like to hear this out. I think the Rams' team from that Super Bowl isn't that much different. I'm not going to say it's, like, the same, but it's not that much different. And they do have Jalen Ramsey now. And them trading for Jalen Ramsey and giving up all their first-round picks was them saying, we are all in. We are We're not going yes. back to rebuilding. We are a win-now team. And many thought last season was the year they had to win. But they have this season too. This season they have to prove to the league. They have to show their players that they wanna be what they were in two thousand eighteen. They wanna be a Super Bowl they lost, contender.
1: Though, Todd Gurley. You um, lose a running back, big deal. Brandon Cooks. They lost um, Dante Fowler Jr. I mean, these are pretty big names that were that definitely played a big role in the twenty eighteen playoff run.
0: I'm not denying that, but you still, you still have Cooper Cup and Robert Woods, along with Jared Goff. You got rookie running back Hamakers, and you you bring in the addition of Leonard Floyd this off season. I mean,
1: I'm I'm intrigued by this. You really think that they're gonna see they're gonna do better than the Seahawks and the Forty ers
0: That's that's my issue. I'm not sold on the Forty ers Oh, no, not. I'm
1: absolutely not so the because the man I all my money on Russell Wilson this
0: awesome. There's been a clear trend in the NFL of NFC teams going to the Super Bowl. First, the Rams or first the uh, the Falcons, they made the Super Bowl, didn't even make noise the next season. Same thing with the Rams. Yeah. Which is ex- why true. I don't absolutely I, I don't big. believe in the 49ers. I don't. I don't I don't, think I don't know. I think the 49ers could sneak into the playoffs at a record of 9 and 7 or 8 and 8, but I don't see them going 13 and 3 or whatever they went last season. Yeah, but, 13 and 3. You know, you know, I'll, I'll I'll share. I think the Seahawks will go 13 and 3. I think they are the best team in the NFL. I, I believe that. Really? I am okay. so high on Russell Wilson. I don't I, I think 13 and 3 best team in the NFL. The Rams will go 10 and 6 then the 49ers and Cardinals are both interesting teams this year. A lot of people are high on the 49ers. I see them going 9-7, and seven, which leaves us with the Cardinals, who, for all I know, I could be saying all this stuff, the Cardinals could win the division, for all I know. They could. It's not like a situation That's with – No, but it's not like the like Jets or like the Dolphins or even like the Raiders or Broncos or Chargers, where I don't see them putting up a fight against the Chiefs. The Cardinals have the talent to do that.
1: Oh, the Cardinals will fight whoever the uh, the team in first place is. They're going to fight them tooth and nail along the way. I'll agree with that a hundred percent. But they're the Cardinals. They have the talent, but that defense still has way too many holes. Well, they're young. Resigning, they're young. No, they're not. Patrick Peterson, Buda I'm Baker, those are not young guys.
0: I'm referring to their offense. I'm, I mean, mostly, I Tyler Murray. they've got
1: Kyler Murray, but then. DeAndre Hopkins I mean, Jrue Baker's old, is only 24 old. years old. Larry Fitzgerald is old. Christian Kirk is young, somewhat old. No, Christian Kirk is isn't very he?
0: young. It's like his third year in the league.
1: Oh, I'm mistaken though. Christian, Christian Kirk's
0: 23. Okay. Jrue Baker's they're, they're, only 24. Uh, I mean, okay. the Cardinals you look at last season, they lost to the Ravens by 6. Mm-hmm. That's the best team in football.
1: Yeah, the Browns beat the Ravens by three scores and still were still went six and ten. The so, Cardinals I mean, were just really inconsistent last
0: year. You can't lose thirty four seven to the goddamn Rams last season. Yeah, well,
1: yeah, but I I, I see too many similarities between. Well, the, no, there's uh, a lot the of holes the Cardinals. In the Cardinals the 2019. I think. No, but I see too many similarities between the 2020 Cardinals and the 2019 Rams. Both have blooming. I uh, think the uh, Cardinals will go seven, seven and nine.
0: Six and ten or seven and nine. I,
1: Okay, I think that's fair. I, I but you yeah, I would completely agree with that. They're gonna be more competitive this year. They're not. What did they go last year? Hey, um, uh, I, I want to say like
0: six and ten. I'm not positive, but Something
1: like that. But they were not. Um, I, I think they'll be more competitive. But I still think they're a few years away from being a superpower. I I do like Kyler Murray, but at some they went point, five ten and, and one last year
0: to be a problem. Well, they went what? five ten and one. They tied. Okay, they tied against the Lions. Yeah, yeah. but. I'm making it seem like the Rams were so terrible last year. They did go nine and seven, and they were playing pretty terribly. So,
1: no, I know. But this was also the team that absolutely destroyed the Seahawks. So, like you said, they they could definitely be competitive. That's you're the first person to tell me that you think that the Rams will be competitive. I'm really intrigued to hear that or to see that. But um, that'll be quite. This this division is so insane. It's going to be so much fun to watch next year.
0: I agree. I think it's going to be the most exciting, most competitive, the best division of football. And it's great that us fans can get an inside look on the Rams this year through Hard Knocks, even though I haven't been the biggest fan so far. It's still cool to see, like, all the behind-the-scenes and stuff. And Absolutely.
1: I think Sean McVay is putting together a great culture in L.A. as well. I have a big believer in Sean McVay.
0: Also, I wouldn't want anybody else as a leader – rather than Aaron Donald on my team. Last time we had a defensive line mm. sensation like Aaron Donald is Michael Strahan, like defensive lineman that's that good and can do it for that many years. Like talk of the league a few years ago, five, six, seven years ago, Nana McCong-Sue, that man dropped off so fast. One bad season he was But Aaron Donald just continues
1: to be dominant, even with double teams and triple teams every year. The f- yeah, it's, it's, it's the fact that
0: teams literally are making their game plans now to stop a defensive lineman That's
1: cr- and, and a defensive tackle at that as
0: well That's cr- it's, not like, it's not like he's some edge rusher like Von Miller where like he could post directs in several spots every single play he is rushing the passer Yeah, you don't have to worry about anything else which comes with the cost of an edge rusher where Von Miller could play coverage if needed he is the best defensive lineman we have seen in I don't even know how long. It could be ever. Give it, give it five years. It could be the best defensive lineman we've ever seen, in, and I don't think that's a stretch. And the difference between him and other people is he makes the people around him better. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well. That, I I just the same way I think the Rams – you, you also give the Rams Jalen Ramsey, a top-five cornerback in the NFL. I mean, oh
1: no, absolutely. But the problem is, say the Rams do have disappointing season this year, it's
0: going to cause a lot of they locker room issues and problems with players I, like Jalen Ramsey.
1: They're in for a rough few years after that. Giving up two first round picks, I personally, I don't hate the, I don't hate the Jalen Ramsey pick, but I probably trade. I wouldn't have done that myself, though. Giving up two first round,
0: but as I said, well, like the Rams said, are winning now. So,
1: yeah, and, and, I, and I get that, but like I said, if they don't if they don't perform last year, then they're going to be in for a rough couple of years after that, because how long until Aaron Donald requests a trade, Jalen Ramsey will probably be the first to go. Then they'll realize that they overpaid Jared Goff when their cap space gets hit. I mean, it's going to be interesting, but I I like, I like the confidence of the Rams. That's a fresh, fresh take I haven't heard from in a while or have not heard of yet. Um, You've given me a lot to think about Adam. Thank you for that.
0: Um, Um, With that, we would like to thank everybody for listening to our first podcast. We hope you all enjoyed. Um, next podcast, we will be highlighting our playoff predictions, our award predictions, and other stuff. Whatever you want to do, just comment below if any thoughts or anything. And I think Mitch has a few words to say before we sign off.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for tuning in. We know this was a bit of a longer one, but I mean, I feel like this is one of the most important things to talk about leading up to the September 10th kickoff. We're all super, super excited for the league. Uh, hopefully this will happen. So just a few more words about how this uh, schedule is going to happen. Adam and I will get on here every week after, ki- after um,
0: Sunday after the week is
1: played out, after Sunday or Monday, depending if there's a primetime game, and uh, we'll discuss our thoughts on what happened in that league, some interesting talking points, anything you guys want to see, like Adam said, just let and us then know once we again. Show.
0: We would just like to thank you all for listening. Yeah. And we will see you next time on first and 10.